Welcome to our Sunday morning time. We always like to talk about the church on Sundays. We pray for great revival in our land, for spiritual awakening in our land. We pray that God will be moving in our country and around the world. And indeed, we want the churches to be a part of it. Can you imagine? They wouldn't be. The church is God works through the church, and we pray for our churches. And today we want to, we've been talking about our identity the last week or so, and this morning we want to talk about our identity as members of the body of Christ. This is so, so very important to understand because <clears throat> historically, you know, there was a time that you weren't saved. You couldn't be saved unless you were part of the church and membership in the church, baptism in the church, all these things is way back pre-Reformation days. Uh, if you weren't part of the church, you were eternally damned, was the theology being taught. And when the Reformation came around in the 1500s, there was this birth or rebirth of an idea of a personal relationship, a personal faith, that I must place my faith in Christ. And of course, we in our in our day, that in our generation, this is very, very, very important, this individual relationship the the understanding that of first timothy chapter 2 verses 3 through 5 that there's one god and there's one mediator between god and man it's the man jesus christ and as we come to jesus christ personally and all the exhortations in scripture that we have a personal faith in jesus christ we see this that we see how important this is our salvation we never want to, you know, there's this tendency in humanity to pendulum swing. We go from one important truth, we swing all the way over to the other direction and loose and, and, and kind of overemphasize the other side uh, while missing the importance of, um, of, of the original truth. And the original truth that we don't want to lose sight of is that we're part of the church, the body of Christ, and that we are reconciled to God not only as an individual, but as part of a body of believers. In the, the classic section here, we'll get to 1 Corinthians 12 in a minute, but I want to start this morning, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, and here we're talking about Jesus, and it says of him, it's talking about his exalted position at the end of chapter 1, and, but we'll start with verse 22. And God put him, put Jesus, God put all things, excuse me, and he put all things in subjection under his feet, okay? God put all things in subjection under Christ's feet and gave him, Christ, as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What a statement. What a statement that Jesus has been exalted, lifted up. He's the head over all things, all rule, authority, power, and dominion. And he's been given as this supreme, ultimate head over all. He's been given to us, the church. And who is the church? The ecclesia, the, the people of God, the, the called out group. Then we are known as the body of Christ, the body of him who fills all in all. Is this, what kind of a, what's this mean, the body of Christ? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul uses the analogy of a physical body. He talks about how we're all members of the body. 
that Christ is the head, but you might be an, an eye, a hand, a foot. You're a part of the body. You're a member of the body. And that this body, it's, it's a, in, in one sense, there's a mystical or spiritual reality. In chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, verse 12, he says, For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. So also is Christ. Just like your body has many members, a hand, a uh, foot, a head, whatever. You have many members of your body, many parts of your body, but you're one body. You're not, you're not a bunch of bodies. You're one. So also is Christ. Now, it's interesting because he, he doesn't say here, so also is the body of Christ. He says, so also is Christ. He's referring to us as Christ, to the body as Christ. There is a spiritual reality. We are the body of Christ. Christ dwells in us to such a degree that Paul says something that almost sounds blasphemous, almost sounds strange, that because we are, in the, and the next verse tells us we are baptized into the body through the Spirit, because the Spirit of God lives in us, because we are the body of Christ, he just refers to us as Christ. Wow, that sure could affect how you look at your brother or sister in Christ. That sure could affect how you look at your pastor, how you look at other people sitting in the church with you. Hey, you might even look at people who go to other churches who might not agree with everything you say or everything you believe, but they're believers, they're Christians, they're in the body of Christ. We are to respect one another, love one another, uphold one another, because the truth is we really do need one another. Now, in one sense, you could cut off my foot and I could still live. I could still get along. I could still, you know, um, do a lot of stuff, but my God, Goodness, you can't just cut off my foot and say I don't need it anymore. You can't just cut off my hand. I, I could lose an eye. I could lose, I could lose all kinds of things. But we need, we, the, for the body to function properly, every member is necessary. Every member has a part. You have a part. You have a part in your local church. And you have a part in the universal, worldwide church of what God is doing. You and I are... You might think you're insignificant, but you're not. It's interesting, one of, one of the verses I found, one of the most astounding verses in the Bible is chapter 12, verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. All right, my eye can't say I don't need your hand. Of course it does. They serve a different function. My eye sees, my hand picks things up and does things. But my eye can't say to my hand, I don't need you because I need my eye and I need my hand, even though they serve different functions. But look at this next section. And again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Well, I don't know how far you want to take this, but the head, is, the head of the body is Jesus. And the feet are the farthest away from Christ. The feet are down there, the dirty part, you know, they, whoever looks at your feet, you cover them up, you wear shoes. And the feet are the farthest away from the head. And yet the head doesn't say, I don't need you foot because we do need the feet. They do vital work. Every part of the body is important. Everyone is important. Now, we once were not part of the body of Christ. You weren't born into it. You were born again into it. It says in chapter 12 and verse 13 here in 1 Corinthians that we were baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. 
we're placed into the body. At our conversion, the Spirit of God placed us into the body of Christ, and he made us a part of this body. We once were not a people, but now we're the people of God. We once were not included, but now we're part of the very body of Christ. You've been given a gift. You serve a purpose. You have a high calling. When when Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago, God had a body. God had a body. We read in John 5 and I believe it's verse 19 that he only did what the Father, he saw the Father doing. Jesus could say that he Everything he did was pleasing to the Father. He did the Father's will. He accomplished, John 17, verse 3, he accomplished the Father's will. And likewise, Jesus died, resurrected, and his body went back to heaven. So now he is seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. But now he has this spiritual body this body that is united together by the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And this body is now still on earth. His his body, the body that walked on earth, Jesus is is now in, in, uh, I don't want to confuse you here, but that's now up in heaven. But the spiritual body of Christ, the spiritual body of Christ lives on earth and, and represents the Father and does the body, just like the body when he walked on earth 2,000 years ago, did the will of the Father. Now the body should be doing the will of the head, the will of the Father. Everything we see the Father doing, we should be doing. What we, How we see the Father living, acting, we should be doing these things. Obviously within, I mean, we, we don't, you know, well, as, as, as much as possible. He was involved in saving people. We should be involved in saving people. He was involved in bringing life and healing to people. We should be involved in bringing life and healing to people. We should be like the Father because we are now the very body of Christ. What a high calling you have. What a high calling. I know, uh, you know, we, I, I, again, I, I'm a sports fan, and certain sports teams, they seem to always be winners. We say they walk with a certain swag. They they, they know they're part of the championship team. And so they it, it expresses itself in an attitude of, of we know who we are. We're the winners. Well, you're part of the body of Christ. And I say that sometimes we need to walk with our spiritual swag. It doesn't mean we walk around with an arrogance, a self-righteousness. No, quite the contrary. We walk around with a great uh, confidence a great, our swag doesn't come from us. It comes from who lives within us. Our swag is that, that Christ in us is our hope of glory. As it says in Colossians 1, 27, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so we can have that confidence. We can have that assurance. We're on the winning side. We're, the, the, we're, I'm part of the body of Christ, which will prevail He's been given as the head over all things. I'm part of the. I'm part of the one who fills all in all. I'm part of the one who's has is head over all things. Has authority over all power and dominion and every name that is named. I'm part of him. I'm part of his body. I once was not with him. I once was not in him. He once was not in me. But now I am, and it's not an individual thing. It's part of the body of Christ, and we hold on to him, our head, together, together. 
And so I want to encourage you, especially in these days of the pandemic when you know so many have not been in church now for a year. It was probably a year ago this week that we first canceled our very first services, you know, in response to the pandemic. And uh, most churches are meeting again now, but many are not. And maybe you've probably missed more fellowship in this last year than any time in your life. I know I have. I know I have. And and so as we as we want to see our churches get back open again, and we we don't want to fall out of the habit of fellowship, of really being part of the body, of thinking I can do the Christian thing by myself now. No, we can't. We need the body. You're needed. The eye can't say to the foot to the hand or the head to the foot. I have no need of you. We all need one another. We need to respect one another. We need to value one another. We need to value what each person brings to the body and value what you bring to the body, okay? So welcome this morning to all who are with us. And if you are with us, I'm glad you're here. I hope you come back every single day. We're not done yet. We're going to pray here in a moment. But I hope you're with us every day as we talk about the Bible, talk about the Word of God, and pray over it. And uh, so let's pray right now. Father in heaven, thank you and bless you today. We once were not a people. We once were not a part of the body of Christ. We once were lost, dead in our trespasses and sins, indeed alienated and estranged and even hostile towards you. But you are rich in mercy, rich in grace. You gave us life. You raised us up. You, 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 you seated us in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ. You made us, you made us part of your very body. We celebrate, Lord, and have been celebrating our identity, and we thank you you've made us your child. We thank you that you are our father. But, Lord, you, you did more than just adopt us or have us come into your family. You had us become part of the very body of Jesus Christ. Lord, this, this truth here, it's a spiritual truth. It's a mystical truth. It's one that, that uh, it, it, it's almost overwhelming to consider that I that each of us here are actual members of the body. We might be a hand, a foot, an eye, a tongue. Who knows what we are? But we're part of the very body of Christ. What a high calling. What a tremendous privilege. Lord, the, the, the metaphors you use to describe the church, they're astounding. And Lord, some of them almost seem to be more than a metaphor. They seem to be a spiritual truth that, that goes beyond our comprehension. Give us understanding, we pray. Help us to appreciate what it means that I and every believer in the world, we're members of one another because we're members of the body of Christ. We're to care for one another, love one another. We, we really need one another. That in this Christian life, true success isn't found by being a great individual. It's found as I love my brothers and sisters, as I serve my brothers and sisters. It's found as I discover my spiritual gifts and utilize them in building up the body of Christ. It's found as I, uh, uh, as I pray for, encourage, build up, admonish, reprove, as I follow all the different commands that, that build up your body, we thank you that, Lord, you, you have a healthy body. 
you want a healthy body, and we can all be part of making the body of Christ healthy. We thank you, Lord, that you have, you're the one who dwells in us. We, we pray that we'd have this, our spiritual swag, our confidence. We'd walk not intimidated, fearful, and, and, and unbelieving, but we'd walk, Lord, our swag looks like confidence and boldness and faith. Our swag is we love those who may be difficult to love, that we, we are overflowing with the joy of the Lord. This is what our swag looks like. And I pray that as members of the body of Christ, we would walk in it day in, day out, 24-7. We pray, Father, for the churches in America. Lord, so many have lost members, lost attenders. Attendance is down so far because of this pandemic. And of course, Lord, some of it is, is people being careful about their health. But some of people have just gotten out of the habit or fallen away. And in a time when they were isolated, they, the, the devil just seemed to pick them off. And they've lost their faith. They're, 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 they don't, they, they, they've drifted far, far, far away from you. And others, Lord, it's just they've gotten out of the habit. They just don't go to church anymore. It used to be a part of their life, and it's not now. We pray, Father, restore your churches. We believe you've been pruning your churches. We believe, Lord, you've been purifying your church. We ask you, Lord, to make your churches bring them back stronger than ever. I pray, Father, the churches throughout America, I pray that every real Bible-believing, God-honoring church would be opening. I pray they'd not be remaining shut for an entire year. Lord, help us to be opening up in large groups, small groups, every type of way imaginable that we'd be meeting, we'd be fellowshipping. We need one another. We need one another. The world needs us. Our society, our country needs the church to be alive and functioning. Lord, I, we are asking for spiritual awakening and revival. How could it happen when the church, if the church is not a vital part of this? We pray the church would be leading this. We pray revive our churches, Lord. Make them places of great, mighty spiritual strength. Make them places that are places of prayer for all the nations, houses of prayer. Make us, make us places where, as the body of Christ, we are doing the will of the Father. We're doing the will of the head. We're getting our instructions, not from, from uh, the, the media, not from the culture, not from the news, not from anywhere else. We're getting our instructions from the head, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that as a body, we are functioning in, in obedience to, to, to him. Lord, we pray our churches would, would just be growing, adding to our number daily, Lord, add to our number. I pray for people's salvation, becoming to Christ and added to the churches. We pray our churches would be places of praise, joy, healing, victory. They'd be places that equip us. They equip us to go out and do your work and be your hands, be your feet, be your body in a, in a lost and needy world. We pray for this, Lord. So be with our churches. Watch over our pastors and their families. Protect them. Protect all your people from sin. Protect your churches from any scandal whatsoever. Lord, there's been so much of it. Protect your churches from any scandal, sexual or financial or any, any hypocrisy. Help us, Lord, to walk true to those things we believe. Thank you. You give the strength and ability to do so. Raise up mighty churches in our land. Raise up great leaders among us. Lord, we pray for our shepherds, our pastors that care for us, watch over us, 
Give them perseverance. Give them encouragement. Help them know their work is good and not in vain. Raise up these people we ask. Watch over them. Strengthen them for this day. Today at our churches, Lord, might we go and be encouraged and might we encourage others. Might we be blessed and be a blessing to others. Lord, help us today to go with the expectancy that I'm going to give a positive word. I won't just receive, but I will give while I'm in church today. And so we pray these things and bless you. Thank you in Jesus' name. for hear- Thank you for hearing our prayers now. Amen and amen and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Um, I know you got up an hour earlier today, so thanks for joining me. Amen. Help spread the word for this, this time of prayer. I think this will really make a difference. I know it's making a difference in you, and I thank you, each of you who come back and show up day after day after day. I really believe in God's word, the power of God's word, and I believe in the power of prayer. And to be in the word every day and then take the word and pray over it, it's making a difference. And so do you know anyone you'd like to see growing more, encouraged more, better equipped, inspired, motivated? Uh, If so, tell them about this. Uh, Today in church, tell people, you know, every day I listen to Tom Short on YouTube, or they can listen on the podcast. Uh, They download it, Spotify, Apple, or Google, and they can listen and, and encourage them. If you've learned something, be specific. Say, you know, this week I learned this about my identity in Christ, maybe justification, redemption, child of God, body of Christ, that you're a saint. Whatever you learn, pass that on to somebody. Encourage them with it. And uh, you'll help you'll help you remember it if you share it with someone else. Pass it on to somebody and give a positive word and, and help them find this link. Send them an email link, an email invitation. You hit the share button down there and you can put it on your Facebook, your, your Instagram or different places like this. Help spread the word and let's build this community of people who are getting to the word and praying every single day. Amen? All right. God bless you. You have a great day. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning right here again as we continue in our daily word and prayer. Bye-bye.